Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I am your host Yash Thakur and today we are back to regular season after that international break which felt like ages to be honest because this time there were three games there were there were trophies on the line teams were preparing to the big to the big world cup this year and it wasn't it was a good overall international break but it did bring with itself some problems for the squad and our first game back from the international break was against alama away we'll get into that we'll give you the team news first because there were a couple of absences there were a couple of injuries during the break and before we do that before we get into what how the game panned out what happened in the game and how we performed i'm joined by kanita today as always so i'll hand it over to you kanita and just how are you feeling that the season is back and now we are getting towards the business end quote and quote we don't have much on the line apart from a copa de la reina trophy but yeah how you're feeling that the team is back we will get to see uh we'll get to see our team back on the pitch again and you know th- there were some big announcements as well during this time some injuries and everything so how are you feeling with the first game back and what are your general thoughts yeah it's very good to be back honestly it was that was a very very long international break um the games were i mean all in the span of one week but there were so many of them and we reported on all of them and it's just so tiring but yeah i'm so glad that we're back with club football and you know i i miss uh watching our players as a team you know uh and not 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 being afraid of whether they'll um you know get injured in a random friendly game which two of them did i i really don't like international breaks as you can see um but yeah uh very good to have these vibes back of uh you know the team getting back on pitch, you know, Alama is the first game back. It was uh, away and on artificial grass. Freya said it in the, like, pre-match press conference. It's, uh, yeah, the turf is hard to play on for them and it's going to be a physical game. So, yeah, that's what we all went in with this game. And, yeah, I guess we sh- we can start. Okay, so... Obviously, I was pretty excited as well, having the team back, even though no matter how we play on the pitch, no matter what happens, uh, how we perform, tactical issues and everything, it's always good to see the team back. But as as I mentioned before, that there were some problems in, in the, in during the international break. And that is why I, I'm not a big fan of international breaks, honestly. I always feel like, just rest our players don't hurt them that that is my only expectations from from the international break it's it's fun to watch uh international teams as well because now the the preparations are very serious with what is at stake uh, later on in the year so it's obviously a, a lot more serious camps especially during this february period where there are multiple tournaments going on and everything it's it's fun but also there's this constant worry in the back of my mind that whenever a player is played uh, 
they'll get injured and those worries came true in during this window with uh, Sandy Tolity was just picking up great form was decisive in all of the games that she has she had played before this international break got injured she rolled her ankle fortunately because during the game it felt like it it would be very serious because the way she went down she started crying immediately uh, and uh, it it was a non contact injury as well so it felt like it's going to be worse but uh, after seeing the replays and everything it was just a rolled ankle we don't know how long she'll be out for because the club does not communicate that sadly so yeah we don't know anything about when her return will be but she's i would suspect she's out for at least a couple of weeks more then we had susa kathleen susa breaking her arm in one of the international friendlies and she is going to be out for a while as well then coming into this game we had olga suspended and we had two other absences about which we have no idea because once again the club is not very communicative in this regard so we don't know what is up with rocio or feller we have had our eagle eyes on the team training videos on the squad list on any sort of statement that the club put out but no success yet about finding any updates on on those players and there was a big announcement during the international break real madrid have signed a superstar of a talent in linda caicedo as soon as she turned 18 when the news came out it it obviously caused a lot of noise there were multiple journalists there were multiple fan bases talking about her because she is that caliber of a player she has that high of a ceiling and she got her debut in this game as well and we'll we'll discuss and I'll touch upon what makes her so special and why madridista should be excited to see what is in store with her and to watch her develop because she is truly truly a special talent i'm not one for hyping up every young player as the next big thing but this player right here is possibly a generation defining player with with the talent with the amount of talent that she has with the way she plays with the way she, what she has achieved in such a short span of time before even turning 18 is just remarkable and we have we have struck gold we have struck gold even though i probably think she is seeing this move as a stepping stone to maybe bigger teams uh, who are uh, constantly challenging for champions league and i was honestly surprised that she chose us but it makes sense from her point of view as well because she'll be getting some minutes here on a regular basis uh, given her talent and given her skill set she can be decisive as well for us and she'll get those minutes in valuable minutes in before she can make a switch but until until the time that we have her she is going to she is going to be some talent to keep keep an eye on so yeah let's let's dive into the game now and break it down for you guys as we always do so let's start with the lineups as we mentioned the absence is one new arrival but the lineup was overall it was the same but there were heavy changes in the back line i would say 
So I'll quickly go through the lineup. It was Misa in goal, Lucia starting at as right back, Claudia Florentino and Ivana as the center back pairing because both of the starting center backs were missing uh, in the, in this game. One with a broken arm, other we don't know why. Left back Savava. Double pivot of Tere and Zernosa, which we have seen a, a fair few times this season. Then a front four of Athenea, Weir and Maite playing behind Esther. So pretty typical lineup, I would say. No real complaints because at centre-back position, we did not have many options. So it was expected for Claudia to start alongside Ivana. Lucia starting was, was nice to see. And Maite was starting at, at, uh, as the left winger a couple of options there maybe we could have started with Moler or I don't know but uh, Toril went with Maite no real complaints there again Esther was leading the line so yeah I mean I'll hand it over to you Kanita and what did you make of the lineup uh, did you have any complaints did you want maybe a couple of changes that you had envisioned coming into this game given Esther had also played um, the international friendlies. Uh, so, did you think that there were you could they could have made uh, other changes as well, or were you happy with the lineup? Uh, it's just funny how you said you know just Linda just came and said oh maybe she just sees it as a stepping stone like you're already seeing her leaving and come on, she she already she just came. Anyway, <laughs> the lineup, yeah. Um, to be honest, that was a very expected lineup, uh, including my Italian wing. I expected four midfielders to start with one on the wing, but uh, I was thinking maybe, maybe Maite, maybe Weir on wing. And then he, when I saw the lineup, then I thought, okay, it's. Most probably Maite there, but I know that once he did this thing, well, not since the beginning of the game, it's like later on, but I know that Sornosa acted as a winger at some point and that uh, Weir was helping her there from the midfield, like uh, on that left side, it's together with Sornosa and worked out pretty well in my opinion. I can't remember which game exactly, but you know, that. That's something that crossed my mind, but I didn't think that he'd do it be solely because I know that he tends to put Maite on the wing. So there's that. <laughs> um, but I think that the only thing I wasn't really, really expecting, even though I was hoping that would be the case, because, you know, in the squad list, we had only five uh, defenders available. And it we had two right backs available like both of our right backs were available so i was thinking like i was hoping that lucia would start and she did so i'm very glad i, I think she hasn't played um like not just started i i, I don't think she's played since the beginning of january so yeah um she she played for spain this international break for spain under 23 but you know for real madrid i mean so that's nice to see Lucia back, and I'll probably mention her later on as well, but I uh, I think that she did a very good game, so I'm very happy about that. And Maite, yeah, um, when I said Maite on the wing, I wasn't really... 
I don't know, I was skeptical, but you know, I said, okay, sure, expected. And it worked out great, so I guess, yeah. And other thing is pretty much normal. Esther, uh, I did expect actually Esther to start. Um, um, I didn't expect Mila to start, but I don't know why. Uh, I just didn't know Toril, <laughs> honestly. Um, uh, even though she did score in our last game, you know, in the th last three minutes, if you remember, she scored a winner. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Esther had her rest, I think, like, seven or ten days, so nothing weird. So, yeah, pretty standard lineup, and yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, one can believe Linda is going to stay here forever, and I would like to believe that as much as the next Madhridista, but <laughs> I'm just, I, I just like to, uh, how do you say it, to lower my expectations <laughs> every time. Because uh, it is it is unlikely unless like we become a serious team, we start challenging for uh, titles very soon with the help of recruitment and uh, you know looking better tactically and being being tactically astute a lot and start pushing above our weight, which we don't currently. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think that she would stay here forever, but. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, apart from that, like just enjoy her when while she is here because that's that's a that's a superstar of a player that we have on our ranks. Yeah. Apart from that, no real complaints about the lineup. So let's get into the game. And the game began. We had an early goal, right? So in in the third minute. We score via Weir, normal business again. Caroline Weir once again making a run behind the back line, being found by Zornosa's great ball from the from near the touch line, plays a very good ball. Caroline Weir latches onto it, finishes it off. Three minutes in, it's Real Madrid one and Alhama zero. And the thing with this is when you score this early in a game inside like five minutes it makes the rest of the game very hard to like uh, analyze because a lot of things change the most important thing that changes is our own approach we despite the scoreline suggesting we scored five goals uh, and we won the game 5-1 I wouldn't say it was like a dominant performance or anything. In the first half, at least, we were like our best chances came from transition moments. Despite us having like four midfielders, we could have retained. We couldn't retain the ball much, and it was it was a very weird sort of uh, game where there were a lot of sloppy passes from everybody. I, I would say like. It felt we were missing the mark. There were some sloppy touches from even from Caroline Weir at times. She was going to control and she was closed down uh, really quickly or a player was sticking very tight to her. Wasn't allowed a lot of uh, room to turn and that caused turnovers. Players were on a different wavelength at times. 
some of the vertical passes were played without uh, looking at looking at the markers and uh, everything else it 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 wasn't a great game when even if you score like five goals but uh, you haven't had much control over the game it feels very weird because there were genuine opportunities for uh, alama throughout the game like inside the opening uh, five minutes alama had a corner in the in the third minute couldn't capitalize on it but uh, you could see that they were trying to push they were trying to they were they are a team that has a really good center forward in jade boho who they can use as a as a target player can play the long balls into her she she has good hold up play also moves laterally a lot and causes a lot of problems we have discussed this uh, before as well and they were doing their bits really well like they were causing us problems and given that the back line was almost entirely new with ivana and claudia playing together for the first time if i'm not wrong this season as a starting pair lucia on on the right uh, as the right back and the thing with ivana and claudia as the starting center back pairing is both of them are sort of aggressive defenders they like to like stick close they like to push up and they they are both front foot defenders that is how i would like to put it because as soon as they see a receiver dropping deep and receiving the ball they are first to like get close to them and uh deny them the opportunity to turn they are aggressive in in that sort of approach and having two aggressive defenders at times would allow the opposition to like exploit the space at the back didn't happen as much but there were genuine issues with that with claudia at times pushing up and getting caught because her timing of uh, stepping out from a line isn't as perfect as maybe ivana who does it who has more experience doing that and is better at reading the line and timing her uh, moment to step up there were genuine problems with that and the backline not having played together meant there was a lack of synergy as well so it was difficult to like find to like pinpoint where it's all going wrong because again first game back from the international break is always a bit tricky as well because players are coming back uh, like participating like us spaniards went to australia even though there was a week's rest but that that's that includes the traveling that includes having played games there having had training sessions there so it takes a toll and it takes like a cup, at least one game for the team to gel back together and with the changes that that were made in this game it was a mix of uh, everything i would say but yeah so good start we had a we had our goal but overall it wasn't uh, like a great first half of football or anything we have in the 15th minute alhama threaten with a good shot uh, from a very good passing sequence of their own then in the 21st minute we score our second goal and this one again is from an artificial sort of transition situation where there's a very good third player movement happening here 
with Savava, Esther and Maite. So Maite plays the ball back to Savava near the touchline. And then as soon as she plays the ball to Savava, she turns around and makes a run in behind. She she's doing this knowingly because she sees Esther dropping towards the ball, coming ball side to receive. And when she does, she pulls out a defender. Maite is continuing her run. And when when Maite continues to make a run and is found by Esther in that in that moment receives the ball really well then she does her quick feed thing and completely catches the defender on a dead food like the defender is completely dumbfounded she she's just standing there mother dances past her and slots it very calmly into the bottom net and that's 2-0 Real Madrid and uh, the reason I'm talking about the first two goals together before handing it over to you, Kanita, is in both the goals, there was Esther's involvement was important because in the first goal, yes, she didn't touch the ball, but it is that sort of movement again from her where she's dropping ball side, dragging a defender out and in the first goal, Veer sees that as an opportunity to make a run in behind, makes the run in behind and is found by Zornosa. In the second goal, she drop she drops ball words, receives the ball from to receive the ball from Savava. Maite has continued to make her third player run, turns and plays Maite through Maite receives, does her thing goal. And the first two goal come inside like twenty minutes. Yeah, the second goal is in twenty first minute, but yeah, come inside the first like quarter of the game and not not that we had completely dominated this period but inside the first quarter we are already 2-0 up and that changes the approach a lot because Alama now need to push forward more, they need to look for the goals while we can just, you know, chill probably 2-0 up, 2 goal cushion inside 20 minutes good enough, like we always go into defensive mode uh, trying to protect the lead and that is the general tendency across football whenever you take the lead it's not like it's very rare to see teams consistently try to dominate and kill the opposition and we do that as well like we we are notorious in doing that so yeah i'll hand it over to you now and i'll take your thoughts about both the goals, what did you think of Esther's involvement in this? What did you make of our sloppy passing in the opening quarter or during the first half? Uh, and what did you make of our general performance overall in the first half? I know there's some more action happening towards the uh, in the second quarter of the first half. And if you want, you can touch upon them as well. But yeah, what were your thoughts on the opening two goals? What did you make of them and what did you make of our general performance? Yeah, so the I don't know how else to describe this game. Not not just this part we're talking about now, but like general. Like the game started um with a, a lot of intermissions. Like I noted down in my notes first 20 minutes, two injury breaks for Alama and we had two chances. 
And uh, those two chances were one goal in the third minute. And that was the first chance of the game. Like the first, um, well, yeah, the real chance. And one more in 12th minute, which was pretty similar to how Weir scored his goal, but she didn't get to um, shoot it out. I think she wanted to <laughs> chip it again. Uh, but um, I don't know, a, a defender came... Um, tackling there and blocked it before she shot so the ball ended up in the corner but Weir was pretty much at the same spot from where she scored the goal so yeah and I mean 21st minute like first 21 minutes like we had three chances two goals I mean this this was pretty much how the game went until well 75th minute but you know we'll get to that uh, we just let Talama play a lot. It was very messy because, as you said, we just came back from international break, and usually after international break, um, there's this call, there's this thing called uh, the team forgetting how to pass. Well, seemingly, let's put it in quotation marks. They don't forget how to pass; they just forget how to where to, you know. Uh, but this is not just that what happened in this game. I don't know. Just very messy, like how they pressed on us. And we've uh, lost the ball easily, but then we recover it pretty soon after. And that's pretty much how the game went from the beginning to the end. And there were, like like I mentioned, a lot of intermissions, like uh, especially on the right side, like the throw-ins especially, like you can see touch, um, um, like, you know, there's like the heat pad, and there's the uh, how many touches each player's got, and you can look at Lucia, and she did a lot of throw-ins, like it's from our right side, and those throw-ins happened from both sides from the beginning of the match. I think they we had like I don't know three something throw-ins in the first minute or so, so annoying. So um, yeah, basically that's the whole game. And after, I mean, after the first goal, I, I did think, okay, may, maybe, maybe we'll learn what to do or how to be better, you know, how to make this a bit cleaner, you know. No, we, we didn't really. Um, because if, um, if the ball was on one side for, uh, like, sometimes... The teams would just switch sides, and I just uh, one team would go attack there, and then they would that team would split up, and then they, they would try to do something, but you know, no chances created. That's why I said like three chances in 21 minutes, two goals from us. And you mentioned that one chance by Alama in 15th minute, which I actually didn't even note, but there there's one thing in sixth minute where Claudia Florentino messed up like near the box. Uh, and they were about to shoot, uh, but Sveva gets to intercept. Uh, like that was a very good intercept, so that could have been a very dangerous chance. But yeah, um, the defense we had was very random uh, because, well, you know, center backs. I mean, we had Ivana and Florentino, and that's not the usual thing we get to see. And you know, Lucia hasn't played in a while and stuff. But the thing is that the defense did pretty well, like, this game. They did well. Like, in this uh, exact moment, 
what I just mentioned. And then there was this one another moment where uh, they took a little bit to adjust, I, especially Florentina. Like later on, she would uh, get to make a brilliant game for me at least. Uh, but in this chunk of time we're speaking, like the first quarter of the match, Florentino uh, took some time to adjust. So basically, I remember one chance. I didn't note it down, so that I don't know exact minute. But uh, she overlapped with uh, Ivana on the left side, uh, and she left her position open. And Lucia was supposed to cover both, uh, like her position and. Uh, Florentina. So uh, basically, they had the space to shoot, and they should. I think that was that chance that you mentioned, actually. So um, they got that space to shoot, and it was very annoying because you could see clearly that Alama would make a shot right there. And, you know, but uh, later on, I see that she adjusted well at the overlapping. I don't think that's happened anymore in the game. Um, this one thing in six minutes I mentioned that Svava took care of and everything. Like the the rest, what defense did was pretty good, like pretty neat, um, controlled. Uh, but they took a bit to adjust, <laughs> which is not weird. They they don't play together, so. Um, so yeah, they they were mostly attacking. To be honest, like they were mostly attacking for these like twenty minutes or something. Like not not many dangerous chances, not a lot of real chances. Like there was there were these two instances, and I don't know, I can't remember. But we were mostly an hour half, and it was annoying. So yeah, Maita's goal comes, and yeah, it's. <laughs> It's pretty neat because um, so Maite is the one who takes the ball. She, uh, she I think that Lucia sends her uh, a long pass from the right side to her, and she has to control it. It wasn't really an easy ball to control, but she does. She's way over on the left wing, and uh, she controls it. Then, like I don't know, two maybe maybe two players come to her, and she releases the ball to Sveva. Um, like passes back to her and goes immediately to run, up, uh, like through the left flank, like this, um, to towards the goal, and uh, they they all start running. Uh, Esther gets the ball and Esther runs a bit and finds it space. I I love I love that pass from Esther. Like that was a brilliant assist. Uh, even though it was overshadowed by the finish as well, because uh, Maite got the ball while she was still on the left wing, and then she went on to uh, just get that ball uh, straight in, like in the center of the box, to like you know uh, adjust herself to the shoot. It, it, it all just seemed so chill, you know. It just seemed okay. I will uh, do what suits me, you know. Uh, and she did it. She managed to score that goal. I mean, it wasn't weird that she managed to finish it. Like she, I don't know, it's like 15 meters or so that she shot from. Um, it was such such a chill thing she did. It it it, it looked so great and it, it did so good. But I don't know. My my taste is so good. By the way, I'm I have to fangirl about this. But uh, that 
I don't know, so chill, but it looked great. And uh, I also haven't mentioned um, Weir's finish in the first goal. It was great. Uh, the chip, just what we needed. Great. Thank you, Weir. Thank you for showing your excellence again, once again, and again, and again. Uh, the Her gameplay overall, at least in this like chunk of time, I didn't really feel like she was on her level. Like She's made quite a few mistakes in the midfield like that's not um you know not what she usually does so that's weird but you know she scored that early goal and stuff um but i guess it's just the team adjusting so yeah and so yeah like i mentioned for two first 20 minutes we had two injury breaks from alama then there was another injury break in like a few more minutes i don't know I don't remember who exactly, maybe Tanea. Uh, but I have one more note, like in general, like just Ivana seemed uh, a bit lost at times uh, when she was about to come into the midfield. Like, uh, and we, weirdly, uh, Florentino was much more confident. Like, at least she seemed to me like much much more confident than Ivana in this game. But not yet, uh, not yet. Like I said. Florentino took time to adjust. And yeah, basically that's the second goal. And um, then we get a few more chances. Uh, they didn't get um, much more frequent, <laughs> but we still get got a bit more chances. Like uh, in 25th minute, um, Esther got, gets the ball on the right wing and uh, Atenea was running like just behind her she was right behind her and when uh Esther entered the box from the right side um Tania, like pulled a bit uh, pulled a bit more centrally so she left her alone she uh and Esther uh decided to go even more forward towards the line and try to make that side pass which was very hard for her to do uh but uh she was left alone so i don't think she had any more um choices there uh, so yeah, the goalkeeper caught it. It's not. It wasn't hard. It was a semi chance, so let's say. Uh, then two minutes later, in the twenty seventh minute, Tara uh, created a chance for herself. Uh, she just took the ball, recovered it from um, the midfield, ran a few meters, and decided to shoot. It ended up wide, but yeah, it's a shot, another shot. And one more thing that I want to mention. Uh, well, it's, 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 uh, this is a specific action, but uh, it's something that happened a lot for the match. It's Atenea. Um, At- Atenea's regular stuff that she does. Um, basically, she does this uh, dribbling, you know, Ataregate. <laughs> and uh, so this is a good chance. In the 30th minute, Atenea uh, does this. Um, dribble in the box but and then um passes it to lucia who is right there in the box as well enters it uh and lucia tries to make a side pass but no one is there to meet it in the center so a goalkeeper get uh, gets it or and uh, but it was a commotion between the goalkeeper and def- defense i mean it could have ended in a known goal as well like i, I don't know uh, their defense was not communicating well at that point. Uh, 
but one of the notes I have on Atenea is that she you she had her usual problem like she does this a great thing like th this is a good chance I like she did very good here uh, but usually uh, she would do something good and then um, continue try continue doing that uh, the same thing you know in the same action and then she gets stopped because you know she gets red so uh, nothing weird again nothing new from Atenea but that was very obvious in this game and but annoying so uh, I didn't really see that I didn't really notice Atenea uh, doing much concrete stuff in this game and from the heat map you could see that Lucia was covering the entire right flank like the entire right side and uh back to the front like she was doing everything she was covering so um you could see that that there was a bit of a hole from our right winger uh but you know it's okay and okay so before the end of the first half we get one interesting dangerous chance we had 30th minute, Raquel, the number 15, gets a dangerous shot and ends up just over the bar, just over. It was a very dangerous shot. It was from outside of the box, and she uh, beat Tere there. Um, there was a duel there, and she beat, like, she left her on the ground. It didn't look really nice, but yeah. She took that shot, and yeah. But three minutes later, <laughs> three minutes later, uh, they do score. They do score, and this is the t here. Here's how. Uh, so their number eight, uh, Daniel Arques, uh, makes a ground cross from the from the right side, inside the box to uh, Cookie, and she's right there um, beside Misa. She uh, shots. Uh, Misa catches this, catches the ball, but immediately drops it. And then Cookie notices that and gets the rebound and shoots it in. And the okay, so the funny thing is in the replay, you can see uh, that Claudia Florentino was facing the other way uh, just when the ball arrived to Misa. So she uh, okay, so when she was standing, she was standing right at the goal uh, uh, behind Misa. And she thought, okay, Misa got it, and she just turned away, uh, she, she turned around, and then she saw the ball flying um, beside her into the net, and she was so confused. I was laughing for like three minutes, uh, even though you know it was a goal against us. Um, that wasn't that wasn't Florentino's mistake. It's just funny how she didn't expect Misa to um, drop the ball. Yeah, just that funny thing. But you know what? Ah, that their defense, their defense decided to you know do this solidarity with Misa, I guess. So minutes later, literally from the center, we start his chance, and we're uh, starting it from the uh, left left side again, I think, and um. So uh, Estad is running, you know, centrally, and she is surrounded by like three, two or three uh, defenders. They all have uh, their eyes on her, and including the goalkeeper. 
So the ball is about to arrive to Estet. Okay, so they send the ball to Estet. I don't remember who you can uh, say it later. Uh, but then the goalkeeper decides, okay, Estet will not get the ball. So she, she will not get the ball. So she makes a sliding tackle, uh, goes outside of the uh, goal, and she uh, like the goalkeeper and her defense leaves the other side completely open. They don't see Atenea at all from that side. Uh, from that tackle uh, that the goalkeeper did, the ball arrived to Atenea, and she had pretty much an open goal to shoot from. She just had to uh, chip it a bit over to miss the goalkeeper, but it was quite easy for her, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, 3-1, like, immediately after they scored. Like, that's crazy like one mistake okay then the other side will do another mistake and yeah i don't think that i have any more notes for this i finished the first half if you have anything else to add on the goals as well uh and hopefully you notice that florentino shot um that reaction actually in the in their goal like it was pretty funny so the goal wasn't what the reaction was so yeah take it away yeah, so unfortunately, I did not notice uh, Claudia Florentino making some sort of uh, funny reaction. I, I'll probably go back and watch it after this is done. Uh, but yeah, talking about Alhama's goal, I think in the complete game, we saw one of Misa's quote-unquote weaknesses or areas to improve on that has been there for a while we all love Misa we all love her sweeping actions the way she comes out but her cross collection has been not up to the mark ever since she has joined uh, Real Madrid I feel and even before that that was one area I genuinely thought that she could improve from the beginning and uh, we haven't seen much improvement in that on the goal, she goes down, collects the ball, is under pressure, loses it. That's a goal. But it is not just that chance. That chance can be brushed off. Okay, she was under pressure. Maybe she lost the ball. But overall, like cross collection, overall collection from corners and situations hasn't been that good. She has lost the ball. She has spilled the ball in the box or into other dangerous areas uh, multiple times so not always as reliable so yeah that's something that i think th if you talk about scope for improvement there are there is definitely scope for improvement for misa her saves and everything is brilliant she has great reflexes she saves from close range really well she does everything really good, but there is scope for improvement in her cross collection, in also her distribution under pressure at times. And if we have to like uh, improve, we have to make these small uh, improvements in every part of the pitch to like improve collectively as a unit. So yeah, uh, that is the only thing I will have to say about Alhama's goal. Then, as you mentioned, it was solidarity on the other end. Misa fluffed her lines here. They make they made an even bigger blunder to compensate for that. 
not not even a minute later just from the right from the kick off a poor clearance from the goalkeeper and uh this comes from like maite plays the ball to ester ester lets it roll and uh, it goes back goalkeeper thinks she has to rush out there's just poor communication in the back line entirely like in this game if you want to like sum it up if alama had at least like a half decent defense uh, structurally i'm saying because in 1v1 situations a lot of times uh, with our wingers they manage to do well and they manage to like stop them from dribbling and uh, uh, a couple of times but as a structure if they had like a better organization we wouldn't have been able to score five goals this one was just gifted to us basically the goalkeeper makes a makes a poor clearance no communication in the back line completely messes it up the ball lands kindly at the feet of atenea empty goal she puts it away it's it's three goals and we are once again back to back with a two goal cushion not ideal for them having just scored a, a goal of their own and you know looking on the up getting that momentum swing not none of that happened we quickly managed to get the two goal cushion back and that's half time one thing on the goal we conceded as well uh, the cross coming in from the right hand side i think the player could have been closed down there was a bit of ball watching a bit of not getting closer to deny that short, sort of opportunity to cross the ball in it was zornosa but we know that uh, there are areas uh defensively where zornosa isn't as uh, adept as uh she is in in those attacking areas and that showed but that is just me like being very nitpicky about what happened in that situation but i think the cross could have been blocked uh from the get go by getting closer and not giving that sort of time and space in in the wide area but it was very good work from from uh, a lama player as well so moving on into the second half and this is the reason i say uh, misa's cross collection was poor because the first note i have in uh, from the game in the second half is in the 49th minute uh, it's from a uh, from a corner i think misa again doesn't manage to like properly collect the ball it falls uh, falls to jade boho who manages to play a cross just uh, going across the goal nobody managed to get a touch on it but it was a dangerous cross and in the second half alhama came out like really strongly like for the first uh, i would say 60 60-64 minutes until like the next goal came we were like completely dominated by alhama like that was a brief spell of like 15 20 minutes from them where they really up the intensity they were uh like they weren't pressing us uh they were pressing us in the, in the first half and they just up that they they were forcing us long and our build up was obviously suffering because of the lack of synergy in the back line and uh with the double pivot as well we were obviously suffering with with our build up uh, most of our chances uh, as we mentioned came from those sort of transition opportunities they were aggressive in their duels in 1v1 situation whenever there was uh, an aerial opportunity they were uh, up for it they were going for it uh, constantly like we 
we had like 25 aerial duels and we won 12 of them losing 13 so they were they were pretty pretty good at uh, you know restricting restricting uh, uh, and winning in the sort of having the upper hand uh, in these sort of aerial duels and forcing us to play uh, long uh, long ball forwards it was it was like initially in the in the in the opening 10 minutes they had like two corners i think and this is where like i want to talk about some of their corner routines as well like uh, in the 55th minute they had a they had a corner which needed a goal line clearance so like you you can understand what i'm or what i'm saying here with the fact that we had to had uh, we had to make a goal line clearance we fluffed our lines they had a couple of they had one decent opportunity in the first half coming out in the second half they already managed to like put a cross in across the goal then in the 55th minute they managed to uh, force us into a line clearance and this was like really really good corner routine from them they switched things up uh, a couple of times throughout the game like uh, in the first half uh, on one of the corner routines they crowded they completely crowded the near post like put all of the players at near post and there was just one runner uh, at the penalty spot i think and the uh, delivery was obviously at at the near post didn't turn out that well uh, wasn't like as dangerous but that was a great opportunity again from a set piece situation which i think every team in the league knows that we struggle to defend against the corner in the 55th minute that we are talking about now it was a different setup this time this time they had like four runners at the penalty spot while the corner was being taken two of them as the delivery comes in two of them turn around and make a run to the far post one from the far, one player that was already situated at the far post comes inside towards the middle to meet the cross and meets it really well because when all of these players are making uh, are spreading out and making the runs from the penalty spot it it becomes hard for the players who are marking them to track them and our marking on on set piece and corner situation is like really poor uh, already and we had no idea about which which player to pick out and zornosa fortunately was there at the right time to clear that so yeah i mean it's it's again those same situations so those same problems but it it will become an issue and it is starting to become an issue when teams start to improve a bit we cannot get away with these sort of performances we we have the quality we have the quality of the players to make the difference and that obviously trumps a lot of these on standing issues but our defending on set pieces our inability to completely dominate games with the ball is with the sort of squad that we have with the sort of profile of players that we have i think we should be doing better on the ball having a 72% pass success rate in a game uh, in this sort of game is not like is not good it's just not good enough we have to be able to like maintain possession be calm on it we and we have players that that are able to do that we just need 
to have a, a sort of better structure around that around those players so yeah and this is where like i have to talk a bit about claudia florentino now claudia i think is is a good player like she hasn't had many minutes she has been fourth choice uh, for a while now and the lack of playing time doesn't help obviously but she has incredible uh, first of all she has incredible recovery pace like she is really really quick she is aggressive in that because she wants to use that pay put that pace to good use and she does that uh, pretty well i would say then on the ball while she is not the most polished on ball player like she isn't the most calm player who will just uh, beat the incoming pressure and get away with it or uh, everything but she has this tendency to consist- consistently play the ball forwards and play those vertical balls the problem is she doesn't read the uh, passing lanes very well uh, as of now i i've, I've watched her uh, footage from before she joined real madrid as well so she never came off like uh, she she might look unclean uh, untidy at times going hard in on the challenges and everything but when given a consistent run of games i think she can do well maybe maybe not a starting uh, player for real madrid because obviously she'll be uh, she it's difficult to like displace rocio and ivana and uh, kathleen susa from the lineup instantly but uh, she offers value uh, if she can improve on her uh, and be a little more calm on her possession side of things i think she has a lot to offer for uh, a lot of teams as well and it's it's good that uh, i think she had a decent game yes there were moments where she didn't time her uh, didn't pick her uh, moments to like step up at the right time and those will come with with game time and it's difficult to like have game time uh, at at real madrid uh, often times if she has come on she has come on like for the final few seconds as as a time wasting sub or uh, and this is the this is the rare few times we uh, we are seeing her starting uh, as the center back so yeah i mean i think she had a decent game uh, yes a few mistakes here and there yes the passing wasn't uh, as good as as you would expect like maybe she could have done uh, a much much better but yeah i mean i think uh i think she she is a decent player that is what i want to make a point about her characteristics are too similar to ivana at times and that is what makes this pairing not as good you need somebody who is a lot more calmer who isn't as aggressive in rushing and closing down maybe somebody like rocio uh, to pair an aggressive center back with two aggressive center backs always uh, is calling for trouble maybe but yeah decent game uh, not bad for uh, for a player that doesn't regularly start uh, and yeah so this was about all that happened in the first 60 minutes uh, first 15 minutes of the second half in the 64th minute we score our fourth goal esther finally gets her goal weir plays uh, esther through um, esther esther makes a really well timed run in behind 
she takes the first shot is saved by the goalkeeper fortunately the rebound falls to her kindly she takes another shot and it's goal uh, so none of the goals that came were like splendid move apart from that maite one where it was genuinely a good sequence uh, with maite's uh, third player run as well then maite's individual brilliance on that move it was just spectacular even the first goal you can say it was good but it it came from a transition situation again so yeah i mean 64th minute we are 4-1 up and this was uh, esther's 21st goal of the season she went to celebrate with somebody i don't know who it was uh, and what that celebration meant actually but it, it seemed like there was something there i don't know <laughs> but yeah uh, i'll hand it over to you now to take your thoughts uh, on the first like 20 minutes of the second half and then we can move towards the subs and what what the subs meant and then talk about most importantly linda caicedo uh, uh towards the end so yeah what did you make of the first 20 minutes and what did you make of the goal well yeah can't can't wait to go on to talk about the last 15 minutes it was the best 15 minutes of the game but uh yeah so about well the second half uh well not good as you uh, as you explained very in detail uh they they definitely dominated us uh they gave us that uh heart attack with the, that Sonosa had to uh do that goal line clearance it was such a such a big heart attack and i think that um kind of cross yeah cross they made uh, in 49th minute you mentioned um the the far post wasn't really marked there was only sonosa there who maybe would have stopped it but yeah as you said bad uh, positioning by misa again uh, wasn't her day um again uh, but yeah I, i don't know what would uh, what would have happened if a player that was there uh, was you know timed the ball well and actually got onto the ball because Sonosa was a bit to the side. She wasn't really covering that uh, far post. She was a little bit um, out of the goal. So I don't know what would have happened. But yeah, basically that half of the goal was unmarked. And yeah. So what I said from the beginning, um, like what happened in the first two goals, like uh, the first 21 minutes we had three chances two goals and it basically our goals would come from random moments random chance like some, somehow we find something and you know uh, get that goal well that was one of them like definitely what the the perfect example of what i'm trying to say that this status goal because um Alama was all over the place there you know did we they didn't let us play and then our first chance uh we score and uh obviously it's Esther she deserved that goal i mean uh, you mentioned how uh she um indirectly contributed in the first goal and then she assisted the second and then uh she was um you know 
in the third goal, the goalkeeper was trying to save the ball from her. So definitely <laughs> helped there a lot. Uh, so yeah, that uh, finally time for her goal. And you know, her first shot didn't make it in. Uh, Laura saved the shot, but you know, uh, Esther is actually good at getting those rebounds um, and her own rebound, especially. <laughs> so, like, she, she knows, oh, okay, uh, if she saves it, I know exactly where to be. It's it just Esther does it um, so naturally, so maybe it's overlooked sometimes, but um, she does it a lot, and I think she's very good at it. So, yeah. Her shots, her rebound, her goal, and that celebration was certainly something. I don't know. We'll we'll see maybe later what that means. But yeah. Uh, and one more comment about Claudia Florentina. Um, yeah, uh, I agree everything with everything you said. I just want to add one more thing. I really liked uh, her. Well. Um, well, her will to fight, like she she was she's a she fought a lot for the ball, like um, she was keeping up the attackers, keeping away the attackers from you know uh, getting <laughs> uh, getting the ball passed. Like she wouldn't let either. Like there there's no way the ball or the defender could like there's no way both of them could pass like either the ball or the defender passes and that's pretty neat um she's she is a bit messy in her game and yeah but uh, she gets the job done and she uh, for fourth center back that uh plays rarely uh like she for me she's she's a good fourth center back to be honest, I I don't know why people uh, complained when we renewed her last season. I think that that's completely reasonable. That's I mean, great decision because why would we waste energy on finding a fourth center back when Florentino is um, oh, definitely suitable for the job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just a bit um, a bit of a problem with Ivana, as you said there pretty similar but uh yeah i mean they adjusted to the game a bit later in the beginning they overlapped a lot they didn't quite seem to understand each other because they're so similar but later on it seemed uh, much better um later on imana made a late sliding tackle as well uh florentino did a late clearance as well she did some uh she gave away like well not give away she just saved us from chances and gave them corner kicks but it's it was um needed um yeah just wanted to add on how i loved florentino's fight so yeah we can go on to the fun part of the match like the most interesting part of the match so let's go all right so yeah with Claudia Florentino, I think you never get a, a drop in intensity. She is a very intense defender. So, yeah, uh, again, decent performance from her. Not not going to complain a lot. But, yeah, after the fourth goal, we start to make the subs. And being 4-1 up in this game, <laughs> obviously, we, we are going to make a sub. 
that is geared more towards providing defensive solidity. So Freya comes on for Tere uh, in the 68th minute and in the 75th minute is where like the things where the thing everyone is excited to see everyone is talking about and all comes onto the pitch so Naikari and Lucia come on to replace Esther and Maite uh, sorry Naikari and Linda I'm really sorry I don't know why I said Lucia Linda Kaisedo and Naikari come on uh, for Esther and Maite and let me just say let me just tell you just this one stat that I was going through uh, our match uh, numbers and Linda Kaisedo played for 15 minutes and she had and hear this out she had the most shot creating actions of everyone in that game playing for 15 minutes and I'm not saying she put on like a of complete masterclass or anything but her first touch could have been a goal when she was played through by Naikari both combined really really well like instantly uh, after coming on in in the 76th minute Naikari just played a good ball for Linda Linda was in, in inside the box tried to curl one towards the far post but uh, the ball didn't curl it went uh, went out and this is where like I need to talk about Linda Kaisedo this girl is sensational guys like I'm <laughs> I don't know if, if you could see me talk about her I I was fortunate enough to watch her play live as well at the under 17 FIFA Women's World Cup this year and she played through with an injury throughout the tournament right she wasn't fully fit she would come out uh, on during the warm-up she would just chill take some shots and just practice on a ball control a bit and then during the game she was given a free role obviously because she was uh, like far ahead of, of that level she had already played for the senior side being not even being 18 she had already played in the uh, Copa, Ameri uh, Copa America Feminina and won the player of the tournament for the senior team so you can understand that she has hooped through the age groups already she had featured for the under 20 uh, world cup as well she had featured for the senior side winning the player of the tournament at the copa and she was one of the best players uh, at the under 17 level as well like under 17 level is just way beneath her she she has surpassed that level for for some time now like she is way way ahead of that so talking about the sort of player that she is her best comes when she is starting from the left wide position that is what i would say she needs to be given that sort of freedom to come inside and the reason that this works really well the reason that feller and uh, maybe savava and olga uh, feller and savava particularly works decently well on paper is because feller would uh, you know make that out to in run come inside and vacate that space for the fullback to uh, charge on to and have that space linda is the same linda will linda needs that sort of freedom she'll start near the touchline she'll come inside and operate from those half spaces and in in this 15 minute cameo itself we saw her dynamism 
she started out on the left we later on saw her move towards the right combine play and operate in both the half spaces in the left half space she was doing her bit and attacking the box in the right half space she was linking up play really well despite being 18 and not that like physically robust she does really really well to hold on to the ball on a technical level she is one of the most technically gifted youngsters in the in the world i'm not even kidding her close control her vision weight on the pass can improve obviously but again she is still 18 that i need to keep saying that because what she does at this age the vision with which she is able to spot the passing lanes the vision with which she is able to like combine and she is she is one for making those small one twos on on a regular basis she will play a quick pass sideways and then turn around make a run into the space she is always looking for that pass and move pass and move uh, sort of uh, sequences and she is a sort of player that brings everyone into the game she is a great link player she has that sort of leadership quality as well which which would explain you know, like her her mental aspect as well because at, at before even turning 18 she had played for the senior side so that shows that her mental fortitude is also really good which is i think very important when you're trying to make that jump from the youth level to the senior level because a lot of players look really good uh, at the youth level but the making the jump is is a bit trickier like uh, even progressing through the age groups is a bit trickier because uh, in under 17 level you can look really good but when you come up against uh, more physically developed players in, in at the under 20 level or at the senior side where players have more uh, are even technically better are tactically better than you then how you cope with that that's a big step and she has already taken that she dances with the ball at her feet like very good close control excellent dribbler and she's not one to like use her pace to carry the ball forward but she has that initial burst of acceleration to create the separation on dribbles which makes her really really good in tight spaces so you can put like two three players on her and she would weave her way through them and manage to uh, attack the space uh, on anywhere that the space is on offer very very good player like i am <laughs> lost for words about what to say she looks like a complete forward as well uh, as as i mentioned like her best comes from a left wide left starting position but she can play across the front line she can play as the number 10 she can play on the right hand side and she can play as the striker as well she understands the role she understands where to drop she understands what zones to occupy she understands how to receive and turn and use her body to shield the to shield possession and to like turn around earn fouls and play through balls it's just it's just brilliant like we will slowly but surely we will see a lot more of her even in those 15 minutes that we saw of her in this game she had a couple of opportunities to get on the score sheet herself so yeah like i said at the start of the pod as long as she is here enjoy her because 
this is a world class potential player that we have here every single madridista should be excited to watch her yes there will be some frustrating moments where her weight on the ball wouldn't be right where she would she has this proclivity to go for a high risk high reward sort of passes she uh, uh watching her at the under 17s what struck for me was she, she would often get frustrated because the other players weren't at her level but she would uh, quickly like compose herself and not to show that uh, frustration because she would be picking out passes like she is a veteran uh, attacking midfielder and the other players wouldn't be able to read those sort of passes but and that is what i'm talking about like having caroline weir having maite having uh, these players to learn from and to improve upon on a daily basis will do her heaps of good and we are we are going to enjoy her a lot every every single madridista listening to this you should be excited to watch linda caicedo even if she is getting like 10 minutes she won't be anonymous she likes the ball she will get on the ball and she will do her bits she won't be anonymous she will always make an impact whenever she gets on the pitch and this is one of the most one of not even one of the i think in her age category she is the most uh, talented player around alongside like wiki lopez maybe but yeah really good player guys <laughs> really really good player so yeah i don't know if you have anything to add on uh, linda caicedo but if not you can uh, talk about the fifth goal and we can wrap this up yeah so Here's the thing you talked in a lot of detail about Linda, uh, like from before, um, what you know from uh, well, before because she just came. So I mean, <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't know her. I haven't really watched her. Um, I saw highlights, but you know that doesn't count. So I'm just gonna talk about what I saw in the game, um, like. uh talking about like her and everything that's happened around her so okay i i think i think that you uh you all shouldn't be really surprised when i say that i lagged for about about 2 3 minutes after that first chance like um that well, that wasn't linda's first the uh, touch by the way i will um explain how the chance actually happened but i i lagged because it was a chance between her and naypari and you know i uh, that substitution made me really happy for first of all linda debuting like i expected her to debut in this game and i think we all did we all we were all waiting for her and when she came on we were all oh finally yes <laughs> and yeah i mean she got 15 minutes in her first game and yeah uh pre- pretty good uh to get 15 minutes in the first game uh when coming literally the middle of the season so um but yeah this the second reason is because nikari is back from that uh overload she had and i was skeptical to see how she plays but she immediately connects with linda as you said Uh so the the chance happened actually um, uh, well a little bit over a minute after they came on 
and there was a foul on our side someone fouled Lucia I think in our box and um, Misa kicked it out uh, and also Alama uh, I don't know someone from Alama got the ball uh, on the head but uh, Linda got that ball so that was her first touch by the way so um Linda pushes it, pushes that ball to Naikari. She controls it and gives it to Linda. And um, that's where I lie. Because that made me really happy, okay? That made me really happy. Like, that made my heart very happy to see those two connecting immediately. I don't know how much of those two we'll see in the future. Um because you know uh, Linda is 18, but we all know uh, already how uh, good she is. Like only if you only watched these 15 minutes of her, like I did. Like that's the only thing I've seen from her, uh, and she blew me away. So it's not just this. Like they connected a lot. The um, Linda sent Naikari like one or two crosses. They weren't those crosses that, you know, others usually sent to Naikari that were actually very reasonable. Uh, and I don't know, it's just such, such a good vibe with her and with uh, I'm happy that she got to play with both Naikari and Weir, like her first minutes, because, uh, I don't know, Linda is fast uh, and those two move the ball fast and I don't know, it just... Um, the last 15 minutes of the game were so enjoyable to watch it. Just Linda brought that energy to the game uh, and they were all just going into attack. Like we were attacking for the last 15 minutes. I think that they uh, went on to attack like twice. They had kind of semi to half chances, let's say, uh, in those 15 minutes. I don't remember anything like dangerous from them, but we were attacking in those 15 minutes okay that did not happen the entire game we all four goals we scored until then were random moments like i mentioned uh but this time we were attacking like fully we were um doing something you know we were planning something that new energy you know new new energy into that and you know just what happens when you bring on an 18 year old right <laughs> um so, in 84th minute, I think, uh, there's another sub, and it's Mila and Carla Camacho on uh, for Atenea and Weir. Okay, so I thought, okay, wh what is happening with this? Um, I don't know what will this bring, because, um, well, we have three strikers plus Linda that's Pretty much everywhere. Uh, everyone is vibing at that point, right? There's nothing, no plan. Just they're vibing, okay? And they vibed very much, very well. Like they connected all really well and just great vibes, honestly. But they came on, Carla and Mila. They were thinking, okay, uh, minutes for them. Okay, Mila scored the winning goal last game, and you know she earned those extra three minutes. Yay! Um, you can know the sarcasm here. I'm actually not happy that she's getting this little minute, but sure. Um, but what the team did with these subs, like, usually, 
when Toril makes subs, especially after the second sub, the game stops. You know, right? But after, even after the, especially after the third sub, it was so good, so enjoyable to watch. Like the last five plus what four minutes we had at the time. And okay, so Tara made like I don't know. She had the one a chance to Mila. She crossed it to Mila, and she, uh, Mila got it on her left foot. She shot and she missed, but it was a very very hard for her. It was on her left foot, her weaker foot, and uh, she barely missed. So um, it wasn't really that hard, but it was a great cross by. Um, Carla, she uh, she is doing so much better with the first team. She's connecting so much better. The she understands them. They they understand her better. I uh, noticed. Uh, then together with Linda, you know, the, we have those two young players on pitch now, and then just a lot of energy, you know, between everyone. And um, Mila Mila was initially put on the left wing. Um, but then later on, we see her on the right wing, like literally uh, two minutes later. Um, Mila is, well, two or three minutes later, we see her on the right wing, sending across from there, from the right wing, uh, towards the goal. And, well, okay, so Freya is on the far post, and she's there with along like two defenders well not two defenders two players of alama and the goalkeeper so they're there and basically one of them pushes the ball and it's an own goal in the end from mila's cross and uh basically freya was there to just exist there she didn't touch the ball in my opinion that counts as freya goal for some reason i don't know i like to say that <laughs> but like I said, just vibes with this lineup we ended up with, you know, vibes, and it was very, very entertaining because uh, before Mila's cross, okay, so she was on the right wing at that point, but how the how the uh, ball actually got to her is actually very interesting because um, so Freya. Freya was the one on the left wing then, uh, with Naikari. So she Naikari got the ball, uh, I don't know from who or how I forgot, and uh, she sent it to Freya, who was the only one there on the left wing. Okay, and she goes on, she runs in, she runs into the box or right outside of the box on the side, and she kind of sends the ball to the back. Uh, center, you know, and Linda gets it. So Linda is the one who gets that ball. Uh, it's a long pass through the ground. It wasn't really meant for everyone, anyone, but you know, Linda took it, and she uh, she found Mila there on the right wing, uh, got it to her, and Mila took that cross. So I mean, that that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It it was messy, of course. It's it's an own goal, and it's messy, and uh, the whole thing. But it's just funny how uh, it went from that left side, and who was on the left side to the right wing, and that uh, Linda was the one who saw Mila there, 
and uh, I saw that they uh, celebrated uh, really nicely with Linda, you know, oh, like on goal, but le yeah, let's uh, hug Linda and Mila. So, yeah, uh, pretty cool. And there were actually a few more chances in the game. Imagine, I I have not seen this team um, this pumped to score a goal in the entire match until then. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned that Carla cross to Milad that happened uh, like five minutes later in 93rd minute, then a few seconds later, also in 93rd minute, Naikari had a shot uh, like from inside the box. Um, it was kind of uh, awkward shot, but it, then the, like it was kind of powerful. Laura saved it, the goalkeeper saved it, and uh, the ball ended on the other side. Then Sonosa crossed inside uh, to ne Naikari to um, try her header, and her header got saved again. So that's like double save, great. Crazy, um, crazy. And then in 94th minute, there's this uh, action. So uh, Lucia uh, sends a long pass from the uh, right back. Like she was way back uh, there. And she sends a long pass to the front. Nikari was in the center. She kind of uh, has troubles controlling, but controlling it, but she turns around. And Mila is there in the box with her. So she, uh, get, uh, she passes the ball to Mila. Uh, she can't shoot, so she, uh, she she gets it to Freya, who was, who was like right behind her. She takes a shot; she, it goes just wide. And yeah, basically they were really active in the last fifteen minutes, uh, especially in these like last five minutes or so of the game. Um, so just with these chances, just how pumped everyone was and. Uh, let, let's see. And they got the ball to Linda a lot, and uh, I'm like, it's so it's so good to see that because Linda did some pretty good stuff. I I remember one moment where she uh, flicked it above her uh, head, like with um, someone sent the ball on her heel, and she just flicked it over herself. And um, I think Weir was still uh, on the pitch then. And later on, I saw that she literally ran over one Alama player uh, in in the last third with the ball. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, she's just in the 15 minutes that I that I've seen Linda play. She's just spectacular, and you know, she's 18. Um, her, like I said, her energy. Like her 18-year-old energy brought so, so much joy into this game, and then with Carla on as well later on, um, just amazing. And I, yeah, like probably there will be some problems, and uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see some problems soon enough because we've seen her play with some players that are pretty adjustable to the game because they don't play a lot, right? And this is a, a bit different, but I'm really glad that they that she connected with all of them and that they immediately got the ball to her all the time. Like it was so enjoyable to watch. And yeah, uh, basically, uh, this all all this talk about the last fifteen minutes of the game totally made me remember. Uh, uh, totally made me um, forget about the rest of the game, which was pretty messy all over the place. Like we already mentioned, just. Um, 
nothing much that I liked, to be honest. Goals were all right. You know, we scored four goals before, but, you know. And, yeah. I mean, it was a bit frustrating first 25 minutes. Uh, it's just four goals, sure, and then we conceded a stupid goal. Uh, that's We got back from international break, so that's very expected, as we said in the beginning. But, you know, uh, I was very happy to see them back. Uh, I wasn't happy to see that kind of a mess, but because they were just back, I let it slide. You know, I let it slide. It's okay. It's okay. It's a messy game. I don't care. And yeah, it ended up very spectacularly, and I'm excited to see uh, Linda in the future. And I mean, I, I hope, I guess, and I think that she will play um, well some more in the VRL game that's coming up next week uh, in Copa. So yeah, very, very excited and very excited that we have them back, that we have Linda now and yeah, great vibes, great vibes. No tactics, but a lot of vibes. Okay, so that pretty much sums it up. I don't have much to add about the last goal. It was an own goal anyway. Overall game was messy. We had like 72% pass completion rate. We scored five goals from an XG of less than two. So it shows that it wasn't like a dominant performance on the ball. The underlines were not good. The normal metrics were not good. We need to improve. Obviously, we have been saying this for a while. But first game back from international break, you can let some of it slide. So, yeah. Letting it all go. Focusing on the next game. We will be back again to break it all down for you. I hope you enjoyed Linda Caicedo's breakdown as well. Uh, and the overall game. And until next time, Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid.